0: you're listening to dead air two hours of hardcore radio this is episode 108 it's been like what two years since i've i think i've done something like this but we're gonna do a somewhat of a halloween uh special i noticed i looked on spotify and i was listening over the weekend and noticed honestly if you put punk and um or even metal in halloween together you don't really get many good playlists i noticed um it's a lot of like obviously obviously misfits like that's like it's that's very like the most obvious thing you could do and we started off of course with uh mrs halloween but i wanted to do like a little bit more um because there's some like hardcore related and more uh modern songs that i don't think any other playlist um or of any kind has hit and i want to do that but Um, because this is a Halloween special and this is something I've wanted to do for so long. And I wanted to do like more of a horror themed, um, episode and talk with, uh, I have friends who like to do like other podcasts and not just talk about punk and hardcore. I have friends who like to do like, you know, I would call them real big boy podcasts because when you talk about horror and true content true crime and stuff like that that's like that's like the creme de la creme because like like either like if you're listening to podcasts you either are listening to really dumb jokes you're listening to political commentary or you want to hear about people getting fucking murdered that's the or or something along that line so uh today this week's guest we have uh my friend uh Cody, um, how are you doing, man?
1: I'm doing great, man. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about this.
0: Um, tell us a little bit about your podcast.
1: Yeah. So, uh, my wife and our friend and I, um, run and record this amazing podcast that we, um, randomly, I mean, like my wife and I were hanging out with our friends probably the first or second time we hung out and we're like, okay, here's the deal. You love true crime we love horror. My wife, like, loves both things. Um, and and so it kind of got to the point where, like, halfway through the night, just through all of our conversation, it was, like, Melissa wanted to know more um, about horror, but, like, was obsessed with true crime. Uh, I absolutely love horror movies and anything spooky and gruesome. Uh, but my wife is kind of the, my wife Allie is kind of the, the in between she loves both things. And so uh, we really get to have fun kind of educating one another and having those conversations about true crime and about horror movies. And um, you know, we do right now we do two full episodes a month um, where one episode is going to be based around true crime uh, and crimes that have been committed uh, specifically right now. We're working on uh, walking through the Pacific Northwest and um, Our first episode, we actually talk about some stuff that happened in Brennerton, which is, you know, 10 minutes from where I live. Uh, And then we do an episode that's a horror movie slash like ghost story slash legend slash anything horror related. Um, Again, we're, you know, basing things on Pacific Northwest minus the movies. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen the Monster Squad, but we, we talk about the Monster Squad. Um, in our first horror movie episode, because that is one of the movies that got me into horror movies uh, growing up. Um, but again, it's just the three of us hanging out, having a good time, uh, chatting about the things that we find interesting, and um, yeah, we, we, we are uh, just three people who love things that people have nightmares about.
0: And do you guys do this like, it's like, is this like a living room setup? You just pop up a couple of mics and just shoot the shit or.
1: Yeah. So, um, that's, that's exactly what it is. You know, we, we all got microphones and stuff. Uh, and we even got the, the, you know, the, the arms for them. And, uh, I mean, generally, I mean, the last time we recorded, uh, we sat around having a drink and just chatted away for two hours. Um, it's 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 great it's relaxing it's fun um but it's also stuff like i i know a lot about horror movies that a lot of people like wouldn't really know or like if you're you know a novice horror movie watcher um you know sometimes you want to know like the obscure things to watch and and i my wife and i are both really good at, at finding those movies for people and um Again, Melissa and Ali um, are really good at uh, just discussing and researching and learning about uh, different things that have gone on in our world, and um, you know, talking about motive and why people do what they do. Um,
0: plus, I think it's it's healthy to be scared, right? It's part. It's just a natural part of life. Like, yeah, you got sure. and it helps you not be scared. Because I was like, so I was like, exactly. I told you about, I told you a little bit about my like weekend i just came out from uh i just came from bellingham to work like what was supposed to be like a normal like movie shoot like when i work i worked um security as most people know and i um when we do like movie shoots it's usually like in the middle of like the city or or a park or at least a park that has that's like lit this was just like literally uh i got sent to a pin dropped location um, no address, a mud pit with a bunch of with a with some trucks and some like four by fours and no one around and um I noticed while I'm driving around, I look signs, it's like this is bear it says it's bear country, and I'm like and I'm not very scared of like bears or and shit like that, but I was like, dude, I'm most of the people who came up to work came in came in like pairs they brought a firearm or something to like you know just like scare off animals and i'm like i'm not fucking prepared for this at all and then i'm i'm set up i'm like about to have like like a a thing of like horror movies on my on my playlist and i was like uh i don't feel like that because i'm like because i'm like stuck with no wi-fi and this little and this little place where i see see moving shadows all night and i'm like there's sometimes where it's just like I don't scare, but sometimes there's things that are just too fucking much for me.
1: Yeah. We, I mean, we all have those, right? Like, and some of them are rational and some of them aren't, Um, you know, being outside with bears at night or like in a vehicle and there's bears around you. That's a logical thing to be scared about. Right. Like,
0: I almost, cause we had a, there was a, like when we're not working there, we had a hotel set up and I was like, yeah. And then my girlfriend, uh, was going to come with me and I'm glad she didn't because she would have been more irrationally scared that we were in the do- just there in the middle of the dark. Cause the, yeah. the second night there wasn't a lot of, there wasn't as much activity, um, because, because it was, uh, the night before it was like kind of calm. And so, like that's why animals yeah. are moving around freely. But last night it was really stormy, so it just like, um, but she would have been afraid of that because the wind and the sea and that stuff. And I and I I guess I get that. That's a kind of irrational, but like, but like that's still like when it's dark, you you kind of don't know what the fuck's going on, man.
1: Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. Um,
0: but that's. So doing, doing like the podcast shit, it's, it's very interesting. Cause I have radio brain. Like I've been doing this, yeah. you know, you know me, I've been doing this radio shit for seven years now Dude, um, and I, and now I'm, so it may, it translates to, it translates to podcasting so, so well and so easy because like I kind of have that etiquette and trying to make sure that I don't like, ramble on forever but if i if i wanted to i'm gonna make it interesting at least i'm not gonna just oh for sure but because i think when the pandemic started like obviously like when you have free time like you want to do stuff so like a lot of you obviously you noticed in march like content creating went just through the roof like
1: yeah and 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 we're, we're totally guilty of that because um you know I I work full time for a a local nonprofit. My wife works at the same nonprofit, Um, and then uh, Melissa is a teacher. And for us all being, for us being able to sit down and record, it's just not. Sometimes most of the time it's not realistic, Um, and it kind of just happened where we were like, we all have a little bit more free time now. and so that's when we started, but we had been talking about doing this for uh, a little while, and it was really funny too because uh, we have a mutual friend who, um, on Facebook, was like, "Just because there's a pandemic and you're stuck at home doesn't mean you need to start a podcast." Um, Wait, and-
0: mutual mutual friend is it who I I've, yeah. I bet I know who it is. <laughs> who? Is it our mutual friend or your mutual friend?
1: So, so we both know
0: this person. Oh, God. Is it? <sighs> it's it's Taylor Court. Oh, Taylor. Oh, Taylor. Hey, he. I was, I, for some reason, I was thinking of, um, I was thinking of, uh, Zach. Uh, no. But, uh, he, the Zach just talked shit on, on everything. But, um, yeah. yeah. But, so, so but was, Taylor, but really Taylor funny. can't, I, dude, Taylor can't talk like as a someone who who is like on twitch like 24 7 how dare hey you
1: <laughs> hey man but but he's he's good at that and streaming and he's i mean he's he's really good at it um i i i get what he's saying though and and here's the deal i have another podcast for work we're not going to talk about that one though um that podcast so i had been podcasting for I mean, six months, um, at that time. And so, well, actually that's not true. That's not true at all. I took over the podcast, that podcast during the pandemic too. So no, I had been, I had only been podcasting a little bit kind of here and there. Um, but for me it was, he, he's not wrong. Like even now, you know, we get, we get follows on our Instagram or Facebook. I mean, all the time, from new podcasts that are starting. And it's great. I think it's great when people have a way to have a creative outlet and, um, but at the same time, I totally get it. Like the, the, the field is, I mean, ever growing and that's, that's great. It can also be annoying.
0: It just depends on what you're in. Like for me, there's still, I'll, I'll never change a goddamn thing. I don't care how many freaking hardcore podcasts there out there i've i've been doing it for much longer i don't i've done it longer than 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 most of the bigger ones out there so yeah we have our we have our ebbs and flows and sometimes like i think that this show has really hit its stride in the last year especially since like i've been able to tangibly put it on like the podcast format has been a godsend because like yeah because before I wasn't able I would have like big guests, but I would never be able to know how many, how many people are actually tuning in. Yeah. And now I can and it's 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 a it's a nice thing to be able to to uh to track from week to week. Um so but I totally get it because it's it's hard to yeah. keep up. Like I have a job where I where listening to podcasts is definitely a thing you can do. Like when you're yeah. Because with security or doing on-site security you you have a lot of downtime and you yeah. can you can and so to keep yourself from like actually like not you know watching a screen during your shift you can put on a podcast and that and that's and that's freaking huge so like i' yeah. i like that there's a lot though i because yeah it's but it's it's frustrating because sometimes you won't you won't you won't get every every uh, episode you want, but there's some like where some people are just good at fucking bringing content like every yeah. week and and not making it not making the uh, it like the episode stale. So
1: yeah, and 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 I think that's the hard thing specifically with true crime is that there's there's so many podcasts like there are so many true crime podcasts. Like I'm, I have an interest, but I don't have an interest enough where I'm gonna sit and listen to a random podcast and kind of cycle in whether or not I like it or not. Um, because there's so many. Um, but I will say like my, my wife has her specific favorites and we've um, she was able to kind of get me into true crime a little bit because we listen to those together when you know we go see my in-laws or something and they live in Rochester. Um, Washington, not New York. Um, and then, um, you know, I, for me, it's been hard to find a horror movie podcast that I like obsess about. Um, so, so it's been, it's been difficult. And, and that was our goal. Like, we wanted to be able to combine the two, be semi educational, and, and maybe talk about some stuff that people haven't heard of before or, Give our own perspectives, which are going to be a little bit different, um, and so and so that's been kind of the cool thing for us. And 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 I totally agree. You know, the cool thing about podcasting is being able to to tangibly see how many people are listening. Um, and so, you know, when we first started, we you know we I think had twenty or thirty listens on our first couple episodes, and I mean, in the past couple of weeks, things have taken off and. Um, I mean, not huge, but enough where we went from 200 listens to 600 listens in a week and a half or two weeks or something like that. Um, and so, you know, that, that for us is really cool, but not, it's also not the point. Like we're doing it for us. We want to be able to do it to entertain people, um, and, and help build community. But at the same time, it's really cool seeing that number grow. (laughs)
0: oh yeah I'm because that's same. like I have low I have a lower expectation being a more niche field but like when I see it like when I I always get excited no matter what just just seeing the numbers just go up because just like I know how niche it is so yeah so it's not it's not as easy to like be like for someone to stumble upon a hardcore uh podcast so but no, it's it's always it's always a good feeling. Also, I I do all the operations at this NWCC station that we get to record out of. So like, I like seeing the I like seeing the numbers. We have a show I was showing right before um, we got on to uh, one of my uh, DJs here of a, a conspiracy theory podcast that has like literally thousands upon thousands of listeners a week and it's just oh, and it's just like it's insane
1: yeah
0: like just seeing that like and it's like it's not my thing but seeing yeah but seeing the uh how how sometimes you can go from having a son like this show had this is with no promotion whatsoever just the name and putting it out there into the world so that's yeah. a, that's that's an exciting thing to see when you don't, For like, sure. when you don't like really, cause me, I got to fucking push my shit yeah. out there to, to get people to, so like, so when things happen, like naturally, that's the, that's the, that's the coolest thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, we, we do promotion and stuff on, on Facebook and in like true crime and horror podcast groups and, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and we also, uh, you know, we have Instagram and we, we, we promote everything on there too. And so again, you know, one day it was, I think last Tuesday or something like that or the Tuesday before I, we just uploaded an episode and I said, you know, I'm going to post this and all the groups that we're a part of and just see what happens. Um, and then the really cool thing was I posted it in a couple of our like local towns. I posted it in their Facebook pages and everyone started freaking out that there was something local that was true crime and horror, um, and so I mean, like our Facebook went from 20 follows and and you know likes or whatever to 125 overnight, um, which still isn't a lot. And I love that we're still like we're small enough where um, you know we still get that's to do exciting. What we get that's exciting. To- that's
0: exciting though. Like the thing yeah. is, people so. I know like there's probably people who listen who listen to like big podcasts and probably poo-poo that like, oh whatever, you just get but I don't give a shit. If you haven't done a podcast or something before, when you get to see that, it is ex it's exciting, especially when you are (laughs) working tirelessly to try to 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 build something from the ground up.
1: Yeah, and and the cool part too is I don't know if you've looked at any of the art that we have like on our Instagram or Facebook, but The really cool thing is all of our art is done by Melissa. She's amazing. She does everything on her iPad and and every time there's a new episode, she, she makes the art for it. Um, My wife apparently is like a Twitter fiend because she (laughs) brought our, she brought our Twitter from zero to a hundred really quickly or whatever we're at now. Um, And, and I, I, I get the really fun part of like editing the episodes and putting them together and you know, really is teamwork to make this happen. And we're all invested. It's, and again, it's for us, right? It's, it's, we want to build community. We want to be entertaining. Um, but again, like this is, this is the kind of thing that we talk about. And so when we sit down and we have those conversations over a drink or over dinner, all we're doing is micing ourselves up and having those conversations. Um, you know, obviously some research and stuff goes into that into those conversations, but, um, you know the the joke is one day we'll get rich and famous, and my wife and Melissa can quit their jobs. But at the same time, we all know that that's not the point of it. And if that doesn't happen, you know at least we're having fun, right? Um, Dude, and, any anything yeah.
0: can anything can happen. Um, yeah, like God like last I don't like to I don't like to talk about other podcasts but doesn't matter I'm not I won't be paying them royalties but like the last <laughs> podcast on the left does like yeah. they they seriously straight up tour tore in a big ass bus but still record like there's an iPhone in the middle of the room Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, for sure So it's just like things the the this world is crazy. It's gonna catch up. The world is catching up to this industry ve- very fast, as everyone can see. Yeah. But uh, yeah. but there there still are some um, there when there's a will, there's a way. Man, it's a it's a crazy thing. And sure. I think with what with uh, doing specifically Pacific Northwest stuff, that gets me excited yeah. because when you're especially when you live here, you're like, I want to know about this shit because yeah. because dude the Pacific Northwest be fucking creepy, man. Like there's some great creepy places are in this, in this state. Yeah. And, and so like
1: perfect example in our first uh, true crime episode, like I, like I said, uh, we, we go through a crime that happened in Bremerton and another one in uh, Eastern Washington. And the crazy thing is both people who were arrested for both murders ended up at the Walla Walla Penitentiary, State pen- like the 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 giant men's prison in Walla Walla, um, at the same time, and they're both still there. Um, and then you know we in our second true crime episode, finding out stuff that's happened um, again over Washington. Um, and then you know in our horror in our horror episodes, my wife in the first one talks about some of the ghosts and stuff that she saw like or felt in the first place that we lived in together after we got married. And that was, I mean, like, I mean, I was there, but I didn't experience anything. My wife has decided that I'm psychically dead at this point because she experiences stuff all the time, and I don't know what she's talking about. Um, But then, you know, in in the the episode that, I don't know when this is going to air, but um, the episode that's getting posted tomorrow, uh, 10-21, uh, is uh, we we talk about Manresa Castle in in Paulsbow and then risa castle has a messed up history um supposed to be super haunted um like so much so that they had a notebook in one of the rooms on, in on the third floor i think it's 306 um where people would write down the the different things that they'd notice um the woman who's supposed to haunt that room noticed that she did or what she liked uh, t- typically she likes like shoes and clothes and um and we're talking about a woman that died well before the 1900s um so yeah it's the the Pacific Northwest is insane you know we're gonna dedicate a couple episodes specifically to Ted Bundy
0: um, oh absolutely you can't you can't not
1: yeah I mean it's it's just it, it really really is crazy you know in in the in our backyard not really our backyard but in our neck of the woods here in uh, app you know, we, we have starvation heights, which is one of the most insane things that's happened in the history of even this country. Like a woman got away with starving and killing people for so long, um, trying to cure them of disease and, and all of these other things. Um, it's yeah, it's the Pacific Northwest is insane.
0: Well, you also like your specific area within Kitsap County is, is just it there's lots of remote areas there's lots of like little there's little inlets of water of like little like with the puget sound kind of seeping into the into that and having all those weird little channels of of water and like ways for people to do some really uh sketchy stuff like um so i mean you don't realize like if you're if you're out on a trip with friends you you don't you don't pay attention but if like how i paid attention up in the mountains this weekend by while i was by myself in <laughs> the like it's dude it is it it be very creepy when you get up into those hills
1: yeah for sure um and and again you know so much creepy and sketchy stuff has happened and we are like we're actively like finding new things out right like the case one of the, the case that we talked about that took place in Bremerton my mom has lived in Bremerton or in in Kitsap County um since the 70s and she had no idea about anything that happened in that case like she had no idea when we talked about it um and then you know it's the the the, the whole area is crazy and 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 Washington has just Washington as a whole has a lot of issues. Um, And so, yeah, it's been, it's really cool, like going through and figuring out what, what has happened historically in our state um, and, and regionally in our state too. Um, So again, yeah, if you, if you like true crime and horror, um, check out the the nightmare collective podcast. You won't be disappointed, especially if you live in the Pacific Northwest. All
0: right. So I think that's a good point. We're going to, switch over to some music real quick for our playlist yeah and then we'll we'll talk a little bit about more about kind of hardcore and horror and how that all kind of relates but so we start we start off with some uh with some misfits which is like like obviously like the most obvious uh pick and i think that was like i mean i think that's the one thing you like anyone can agree on no matter what kind of like
1: yeah oh for sure
0: i feel like it's there's always there's pa- bands and punk and alternative that just like transcend all levels of of all genres where it kind of just can fit into if we were doing just a straight up punk podcast if we were doing a metal podcast yeah. pretty much any any freaking genre any genre of like alternative music you could throw a misfit song and it and in no one I feel like no one will be mad. I mean, you could be mad that you like think that that like Danzig is kind of a douchebag. Oh yeah. But that's but let's just like honestly, it's just like get get over it. Like there's so many other problematic like people in music that do some far worse things. Michael Briggs. (laughs) <laughs> uh Michael Michael Graves is a bootlicker, man. Oh, like, dude, I know. I was like, because I I I was t- we were in, I was talking about like playing another Misfits song, and you're like, nah. So Michael Graves has uh, some songs that I do enjoy, but I I totally I totally get it. Like, I yeah I
1: I uh, yeah I but no I I do get it. I mean. Cause, cause when I started listening to the Misfits, it, it wasn't Danzig. It was Michael Graves. Um, but when I went back and listened to how insane and fast and heavy, and even just thematic, like actually talking about horror movies and stuff, um, that like the, like Danzig is what, what I got into. Yeah,
0: um, no. And I get it. It fits more, yeah. <sighs> Yeah, no, no. Misfit like Danzig. Misfits is like perfect for Halloween music. Um, and and let me tell you,
1: I saw Danzig the year before I saw the Misfits, and Danzig solo was lame as fuck. Um, <laughs> I I mean
0: I, I like Dan- I love dude. The first two Danzig full lengths are fucking magnificent. For sure. Danzig one is amazing.
1: I will give and like Danzig one flat out the best. Here's the issue: he played from Danzig three and four more than anything. Oh god, those nobody wanted. Dude, that. those
0: two records are. I remember listening back onto them recently, and they're just like yeah, I have, I have quality is like this is yeah. this is where so this is where the point because those records were like ninety three in 90 yep. and that's when the alternative rock and grunge boom was really happening so yeah. bands were re- really trying to take advantage of that because because yeah. they were like we can play something that's somewhat punk because all these bands yep. from Seattle are doing it they're they're just cleaning up their vo- their voice a little bit for the record and then we can just play it, do this and then we 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 can make five times the money we've been that we've been making. And that's, that's what they think about.
1: For sure. For sure. But that was the hard thing too, was that Danzig one was so amazing and so different than the misfits and Samhain. Right. Like, um, but the other thing too, is like, so when I saw Danzig, um, I mean, he played mother and he, I mean, was spot on, perfect, amazing the entire time. Um, And then after he played mother, um i don't remember what song he played next but then he goes what do you want to hear now and everyone's like yelling misfits or danzig one and he goes oh you want to hear dan- more stuff from danzig three well how about we do this <laughs> and people like, said no <laughs> well yeah and so i went you know ryan Brooks. um yeah i i went with him and we were both just like okay i'm over it i heard mother that's what i wanted i wish he would have played she ride but he didn't um and then uh, uh, the, the I would say the coolest part about that concert was Power Trip opened and they were amazing.
0: Oh shit, that's um so that was that was a what was that like 5 years ago now?
1: No, it was 2018.
0: Oh shit. Yeah,
1: cuz 2019 I saw the Misfits oh. in October at White River.
0: Have did you listen to Did I ever listen I don't know if Dan what Danzig has made in the last like three years but it's, it's not good but I listened to to Juju Bone which I think was like the one that they did uh one like in 2014 or something have you listened to Juju Bone yes uh, you saw the video yes it is it is <laughs> it is a
1: spectacle It is. <laughs> it is it's, it's definitely something so it's definitely
0: something. If you have if you have um if it's like almost it's almost like the room for for yeah. music. Yep. So yep. it's
1: <laughs> well and it makes sense because they look similar. So too. if you detach um, yourself
0: from what from what you like in music, yes <laughs> and and you and you just like to be entertained by yes, sheer sure. entertainment and not quality. You will enjoy uh, Juju Bone. I, yes. I implore also, you to stop and listen if you're listening to Juju <laughs> Bone real quick, and then you can come <laughs> back.
1: <laughs> also, 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 I don't know if you know
0: this, but Danzig makes movies. I'm like I'm aware, but I thought, so let me, I'm, I'm very interested. I want to, I want to look at, I want to look this up right now, Danzig.
1: Verotica
0: think oh.
1: of erotica and veronica oh it's no oh, oh
0: no um, i'm looking i'm looking right now they, man, he, he did got, a fucking put on i'm looking at this they, prophecy prophecy 2 with christopher yep. walken
1: yep what the fuck um so so here's the deal about veronica it got put on shutter Shudder is a streaming service specifically for horror stuff um and again, being a Danzig fan and Misfits fan, I told my wife one night, "I was like, here's the deal: we're gonna get some drinks, we're gonna sit down, and we're gonna watch this." Um, <laughs> All right. <laughs> we sat down and we got through. How how long do you think we got through? Twenty minutes of it, and we had to turn it off. It was so is that bad? Awful. You couldn't even it you couldn't even so...
0: watch it for the entertainment.
1: No, no, Trevor, you don't understand. We don't turn off horror movies whether they're bad or not, we watch them all the way through. We do not turn them off. Um, that was one of the first and probably two years we've had to turn off. It, and, and that's the other part too. My, my wife just said, it wasn't even funny. Like it was just bad. <laughs> Dude, um, that's freaking sad. <laughs> and, and it's based on his graphic novel.
0: Dude, you could see how disconnected I am from like Danzig as a just just
1: knowing yeah, what Danzig. But in my defense, I was I was a little obsessed in, in junior high and high school.
0: Dude, I'm just. Dude, yeah, it's Ugh. oh, give me Michael Graves and the bootlicking instead. <laughs> uh, Two a degree, right? Like. Um... <laughs> So, okay. So what other music
1: are you planning on playing?
0: So we're going to go, we're, we're going to go where the mood takes us. So, um, I wanted to go for, with something a little more, um, kind of modern, like I thought of stuff that's like literally some of the things I thought of have don't even, they don't even try to touch on some of these official Halloween, uh, music ones. Cause I think things you can think of that are obvious are like misfits, um, typo, Yeah, um, stuff yep. like that well yeah yeah for sure so with typo oh, and it, it, yeah so with typo i was like when i was in typo i was like you know what we could definitely use um some twitching tongues so
1: yeah no you're you're right twitching tongues so the other thing that i was thinking of and i don't know like i was thinking of music that even just sounds eerie right um i don't know how you feel about oathbreaker
0: we can let's let's we'll get to that when we get when okay. we get we'll maybe down the down the line on this episode but we're going yeah. to get some music so i decided to do uh from the uh their lp uh on, on uh metal blade from 2015 we're going to do disharmony i don't know if you've heard this song but um it starts out very eerie with like a um a very like horror style kind of like piano part you're entering oh, yeah. a fucking You're entering some some creepy fucking house. Exactly. Yeah. That right there. Yeah. Um that little that little din yeah. and so and it everything about it looks like like you look at the disharmony thing, it definitely has like a kind of a not of a very like vintage and like indie horror um style look to it for the artwork um yeah so i mean but you could that yeah. goes along for like pretty much any like you can for most of this style of, of metal and hardcore especially like a lot of the stuff um that's uh like this it's it's it, fit, it fits even if the content um is not necessarily horror based for sure. So. For sure,
1: and 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 I and I totally agree. That's why when I was going through and like looking at stuff, like I mean, I don't know how you feel about Black Dollar Murder, but like everything that they do is creepy. It sounds eerie. I mean, they have a whole album talking about selling your soul to Satan, which is my favorite album of theirs. I have it on vinyl. Um,
0: yeah, and it's just it's. It's just like there's so much death metal and stuff that like kind of that just kind of fits the mood. So yeah, for sure. And yeah. yeah, this isn't all like like horror. It's just like it's it's just this is music to set the mood. So we're gonna do yep, uh, twitching sure. tongues disharmony right now, and then we're gonna be right back.
1: Perfect, perfect, perfect.
0: We're back. You're listening to episode one oh eight of Dead Air. This is our I don't know. i I feel like the last couple of years I wasn't in the uh the Halloween uh spirit, but I wanted to get back into it, especially because like so you know, you're a you're a working person where this is this gets to the the time of a year where an adult starts ramping up their work for the holidays because and don't so like i kind of like get i i need to have a a mental break before the holidays so i don't think about halloween as much um these days so like but except on like for a kid because so i have i have a kid who um they're their birthday is the thir- is October 30th. So, oh, so I don't think of it. I don't think of Halloween for myself. I literally just think of what do I have to do and what do I get through? Because it's usually a two to three day ordeal because we yeah. have the hat. We have her, the birthday, the birthday party and then Halloween. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and usually it's, you know, go to school, bur- um, do a dinner do a do a party with friends and then and then have to rush around and then by the time october is over um i'm yeah i'm dead but i'm like but it sucks because i do love um halloween we've done many halloween specials on dead air and done it on at uh up at the station at kgrg did you ever check out the the picture when i was like six years ago when i did uh when i dressed up as Pipple?
1: I didn't, but but Trevor, I have I have another story. Are you ready for this? Okay. The first time I saw your band live, okay. uh, you guys opened for I Declare War at um, the Viaduct on Halloween, and I believe you were Michael Jackson. Yes,
0: was I? Decl- I Declare War. Did they play? They played that.
1: They did. They played that. Uh, my brother's uh, really good friends. Oh, well, he's my friend too. Um, Uh, Devin was in a band that um, had broken up at that point and they, they were doing a reunion show for that show. Uh, That band was left alive.
0: Wait, Um, left alive played that show.
1: They did. Yeah. It was the only time I got to see left alive.
0: Holy crap. That was so, that's the band that did the, uh, the kill, the kill switch cover. Right.
1: I, I, to be honest, I know so little about left alive. I don't know.
0: Cause I had, so I had a, because there's, um, left alive and left for nothing, which are two totally separate bands yeah. because yeah. left left alive was definitely a more like um, early to mid 2000s style metal and metal core band. And yeah. like um, still pretty good. But then left for um, left with nothing was a uh, was a straight like disembodied Um, late 90s, and so I got the two confused a couple times, and
1: yeah, so, so Left Alive definitely was more of like metalcore meets death, well, like deathcore, um, and 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 super good. Um, shout out to Devin, uh, who's the who is the bassist of that band, he is insane on bass. Um, but yeah, so Trevor, that was actually the, the first time that I met you was at that show, um, and yeah. That was, that was, that was my first like local show. Even
0: that was my first show. Like in like that, I think I had a re we, so at that point we were, pl- I've, pl- I played in a, in a uh, music for like a year and I probably didn't like we had, there were all just these like gigs and battle of the bands for like yeah. 10 people. And like, we're always like, at that point I was just like, Am I playing? Am I, is there, are there even a reason for me to keep playing <laughs> music? And then we got asked to play that and I was like, that's freaking cool because. And that show was. It how, well, cause net, um, also never looking back, which is, um, uh, my favorite, um, uh, Jeremy Bushnell project. Um, Jeremy, who was, Oh an artist, yeah. Um, did also oblivion did their first show at that you're right, and oblivion did two sets of like five minutes and, and
1: oblivion our, i I remember oblivion being amazing that night
0: um that's a wild show um it's this is a very northwest yeah. talk um bands to check out for any anybody who hasn't listened um to to any like northwest bands from like 10 years ago bands that don't really get talked about in hardcore and metal probably well, at all for anymore for sure um i mean <laughs> and, i mean and, oblivion and... oblivion would be like if we were talking five plus years ago there's probably people around the u.s that didn't uh know them because they played festivals they played um i think they played this is hardcore once they played um the hammer bros um, last show and they played a multiple amount of uh rain fests. yeah so people from around the country probably know them a little bit more than some of the other bands on on this list but uh especially because melodic hardcore is making somewhat of a comeback oh for sure
1: yeah
0: um the never looking back is definitely uh, a band i would check out especially if you like um bands like i know crafter was huge for yeah well, people really liked crafter um before they broke up uh earlier this year um one, one, one well, um yeah. go ahead
1: well i was gonna say one of the the funny parts about um you know even i declare war playing that show is there i mean that was when their first like full album came out um and that album is completely different than every album they've put out since because no one in the band now was in the band then. Um, I mean, just even looking back at just all the craziness that's happened to the bands that played that show, I, I want to say I Declare War is the only one that's still around.
0: Are they still... I know they, they've they gone through just change after change, but that, that would yeah. make, that would make them a... Almost like fifteen year running band in the Pacific yeah, Northwest. Yeah, they. I, I'm gonna double check. So they're actually
1: they're Portland based now instead of Seattle. Okay. Um, but their most recent album came out in 2016. Um, but I know, like they, like I, I follow their vocalist um, all the time. Like I follow him on on um, social media and see all the all the time the different stuff that he posts and. I feel like they even just put out a new, a new music video recently um, for one of the songs that came out in 2016. But um, yeah, but very different band um, from, from now till, you know, from, from then to now.
0: Well, that's also like kind of the end of like, when I declare war came out, that was like the beginning of the end of deathcore really being accepted into like hardcore. Yeah. Cause not a lot of hard like, John Huber and all those people like definitely like supported like actual hardcore and were yeah and some of them played in hardcore bands and played all a lot with like hardcore and hardcore influenced metal bands but like um yeah. after that point that's when like death the death core uh boom if we're if we're going to like ta- like talking like uh punk rock NBA uh, style uh, form yeah. where uh if we're gonna talk if I'm gonna talk like uh Finn McKenty like the boom the boom of Metalcore in like a that took off in a separate fashion where it was comp- where it was like it's like same with Metalcore. It start like the origins of punk and um and just DIY kind of start started to separate from those styles of music and it was completely like like a different world because they didn't listen to any of the same bands they didn't hang out with the same people which is fine i don't this is not me this is me just talking in (laughs) in the sense of 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 just hardcore because this is a hardcore uh this is a hardcore show so and all the metal that we play like, when I talk about it, it it's got to somehow come back. But if it doesn't, then it just fucking doesn't. And that's fine. Yeah. But that's just not a pl- That's We're not. This is not the place we're existing in right now as far as the terms of this podcast. So, like, it is interesting just because, like, now if you listen to a deathcore band, it wouldn't. It, people would just be like, "Okay, this is just some, you know, I don't even know what the big a big record label in deathcore would be right now." Um,
1: Man, and and I listened to deathcore and and I I couldn't tell you. I mean, I listened to deathcore and hardcore and all that, like I literally everything in all of the different so- subgenres. But I I couldn't tell you big record well, labels right now either.
0: A thing that's interesting is you'll see a band like a uh, See You Space Cowboy or Wrist Meets Razor yeah, right. and bands that came. Those bands like. Go on tour with hardcore bands. It's it's kind of like it's come kind of like a coming in full circle because they, it's also it's not just about the music. It's about um just like the intent of your music too. Like if you yeah. are hardcore, it's if, if you are hardcore kids playing metal or hardcore kids playing anything, the intent always yep. comes comes off and you can tell and you can tell the way you present yourself and you present your music that because sure. hardcore isn't just a isn't just a style of music. It is a it's a style it's is there's a certain expression and a certain style of expression and that's 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 what it's all about so i just it was just interesting to think about i declare war so the interesting thing going back to that halloween night because i talked about it because jeremy came on the show i don't know what fuck two years ago now um yeah. and when uh cowardice did a uh reunion and um that because that was like the night the first night of like me actually play like starting to play actual what i consider actual gigs said because up until like i think i stopped my last show was three years ago um and and from that on i i actually played gigs to people and that was like that was like the launching point that was such a weird night too because i after after a bit halfway through i think never looking back i left because i had a um, i left for for i left because a girl asked me to go get coffee with her and then i got then i was upset because i realized i didn't i didn't really like that girl and that girl didn't really really like me either so i was just <laughs> like so i it was more of a like oh i we it was a it was a, the one and only time I let my mom try to set me up on a date and she wanted to, co- Oh, geez. and it was on Halloween on that show. And I was just, she was just like, Hey, are you guys, are you, when are we going? And I was like, Oh, i don't want to leave (laughs) and then i just remember having a fucking horrible time and i was like i didn't i didn't change my clothes either so i i I came to the day looking like michael jackson (laughs) i remember dude Uh i remember uh not too long too uh because we all did um dead actors from from that dead famous people yeah i remember um what was it? Robbie did Billy Mays and somebody, somebody came up to him and he was like too soon, man, too soon.
1: You know, <laughs> I, I
0: think I remember that. And yeah, our drummer yeah. tried to do Walter Cronkite, but he was like, dude was like 15, 16. So I was like, how are we like, we were all pretty dang young at the time. And uh, I was like, How are how? Why'd you pick Walter Crodkite? You don't even have body hair yet. <laughs> <laughs> he like, he like did a really bad, like, mustache. Uh, <laughs> like, he drew it on him. And I was like, It was so, it, oh man, it was so fucking bad, dude. But yeah, so if we're gonna, if we're gonna highlight some hardcore <laughs> bands from that show. Um, yeah. From ten years, if you, just to just so you can get an idea of what the scene was like in like ten years ago, a lot of a lot of metal and hardcore crossover. Um, yeah, more than there was, uh, definitely a lot more than there is like now or in the last five years. For um, sure, but, yeah.
1: But, it, especially, especially where like, and that I think that really depends on where shows are being booked too. I mean, because in Bremerton there's a lot of crossover and I don't think a lot of people, I think, I think some people don't like that. Um, I don't know. I, I think that's really interesting.
0: Um, yeah, it's, it just, it really just depends at that point. I don't even think I went to, when uh, the time you went to that show at Viaduct, I don't think yeah. I even, pl- okay, wait there. That is a, that is a lie. Um, I play, we, we were weirdly getting booked, where fuck what? i forget what that place was called but it's it's somewhere it's somewhere like west of bremerton out in the middle of fucking nowhere um they did they did shows out at the kids at the uh the kids was it the grange um out in And and i forget what the town was called but it's but it's a little far it's a little far out from uh from Bremerton but it's it's like what it's west of Bremerton um oh god it's gonna the 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 band was called Breaking Ground they were, oh Belfair Belfair yeah we yeah, I, the we, Greens. yeah we played Belfair we played Belfair at that point that was actually thinking yep. about that that when I played in my band I'm not telling you telling anybody the name of my band because back then because I don't I don't want to I'm not. I'm not gonna fucking do it. You can find. No. Here's the deal. Look up. (laughs) Look up. Viaduct. Never looking back. 2009. Halloween. If you wanna. If you wanna do the do the research. If you wanna know what fucking band I was in that bad. (laughs) You can. You do the research. This is the. This is the age of fake news, and you you have to. If you really want to know the truth, you gotta you gotta do the research. That's that's. That's where I'm at, um so bands from that from that show that are that are great oblivion um I believe vacate played that show
1: Man, that that show had so many bands on it I mean like it started I think at like seven, and by the time I declare war ended, it was almost two o'clock in the morning or something like that. It was insane,
0: I remember I went tr- we I took um my bandmate's brother trick or treating at the time and in that area <laughs> before before and he would he was like he's like a little scam artist too. He had two different like masks that he would put up he would change his masks to go back to the same house when while That's we're the
1: smart way to do while, while
0: we're walking back because he was like we already walked this whole way we have to walk back to the car why would i not get candy and he's like he's like in sixth grade he, at the time and i was just like all right <laughs> i was like i, I was like damn you're he's actually as an adult he's doing real well in the bi- in like for himself cuz he ha- he's always had that entrepreneur <laughs> um mindset so so, g- so started at a young age um, but yeah it was just a cra- the crazy night i didn't think we were going to talk so much about 2009 but like that yeah, didn't matter that but that was that you know this is just about halloween that might have been by far the best halloween show of my entire life.
1: You know, I think it's the only Halloween show that I went to Might be and that. I only went, I only went because my brother's band is playing. And I mean, Trevor, you know, this, you know, I, I, took photos and stuff of bands for a long time. Um, I haven't done it in a long time though, either. Um, but, uh, I, that was the first show that I did.
0: Dude, it's, that's, it's what it's, it's just wild. Cause like I made a lot of friendships just from that night alone and that's kind of my like that halloween night was probably my big entry into making the um making the friendships that i have now and i probably wouldn't because i'm not as social as i once was i yeah i mean that just happens with age and having i'm right there with you having a family and just like being able and just like so my capacity so like this this uh you know, pandemic has not been too much for me because I don't, I think tomorrow I'll be hanging out with, with some of my close friends for the first time since, um since early March. And, yeah. and, and I was, and I was like, that's fine. I was like, I was like, I, I was like, I'm not, I'm not, it doesn't feel like that long because I do all this stuff. And like, I'm just like, I'm mentally checked out most of the time. Like when I'm not working, when I'm not working. And (laughs) so
1: I, I totally get that. I totally get that. Yeah. It's kind of been the same for us. You know, we have a few people that we've been seeing kind of here and there, but I mean, by far we don't see everyone that we used to. Um, and and for the most part it hasn't been that bad for me um because you know what like you were saying the, as as you're getting older it's like i'm i'm okay with that you know i used to be extremely social i used to be extremely extroverted and i'm not so much
0: that anymore i'm like nothing like people would not people from like You know, five, ten years ago would never never in a million years think that I'm, like, the way I am now. Because I, like, I still go to shows because, like, I do a hardcore show. So, of course, I'm going to go to shows. But I like the way I do it now as an adult because I go, I stand in the back, I hang out, I chill, and I enjoy the show. And then I go, and then I I go grab, I... I usually go by myself so I can leave whenever I want and then I grab I grab some food and then I go and I just go fucking home and go to sleep. I don't do the whole thing that you know you do as a young adult and go to fucking Denny's after the show and go with the and do the whole like song and dance like after a yeah. while the first time you do it like in high school it's it's fun and exciting, and then after a while, I'm just like,
1: "What the fuck am I doing?" No, man? I, I, I mean, I hated it then because, you know, even, even being as you know extroverted as I was, like I remember, I mean, let, let's be real. I remember when we would book shows together um, in Puyallup, and then after that, like everyone wanting to go to Denver. We of course, out, and it's because we. It you know? was
0: that's the only thing open and I'm like I, I'm like but and of course I'm not going to say no to food but by the end of the night I'm just like these fried sure. cheese sticks are fucking killing my soul <laughs> well, and,
1: and and for me even I mean driving back home from App at you know two o'clock in the morning because we're at Denny's for three hours um, was insane um, and I I hated it then you could not pay me to go to Denny's I mean, now, um,
0: I went to Denny's two uh, years ago for Christmas because it was the only thing open.
1: Yeah, I believe that.
0: Um, we, we just, we were, I was working, um, at a, I was working at, um, a warehouse at the time and I had to work later that night. So I was like, there's no, For Rick and Way, I'm going to I'm going to make food. So I'm going to. So we just were like, we'll go. We went Denny's. It's it's a weird it's a weird thing going to Denny's on Christmas night.
1: (laughs) I I, yeah I believe it. I believe it's probably like when um uh, um Tim uh, what uh, in the Santa Claus when uh he takes his kid to Denny's on christmas eve or whatever i it i'm sure it's very strange
0: yeah no and it takes there's a lot of people who do it too so it's like so yeah. i'm just like i waited 3 hours for some like like really crappy burger yeah but oh, for it, sure. anyways well also i'm <laughs> i'm vegan now so like the food is exactly. it's not it's it, their veggie burger was like literally you would, you would just touch it lightly and it would start to fall apart. That's It's just like, no, 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 Um, no, enough, enough Denny's talk, but uh, (laughs) yeah. Hello. We'll go, we'll go on hardcore and horror movies on the next, on the next segment. But like, just like, yeah. Halloween. That was probably, I think that might, I've played two Halloween shows. My um, my entire life, they power uh, power from Bremerton did a misfits, yeah. a full misfits cover set um, like somewhat I believe six years ago, and that was for how yeah, I I was upset that I missed that I'm and it was absolutely just um amazing those when people actually come together and make a do a good like cover style yeah. show. It's it's always good. Um, honestly, the last five years, I've had I've had a I've had a young one, so I've been like, it's yeah. trick or tr- it's trick or treating, um, for me pretty much at, pretty much every Halloween at least for the next. Um, she's gonna be eight this year, so at least another at least another four four or five years. Yeah, you got yeah, you got like four or five left. I mean, actually, honestly, four because. Like when I was thirteen I didn't go freaking trick or tr- I didn't I went trick or treat last year I went trick or treating was thirteen because I had friends with me. We went to a um went to a fun a Halloween function um at school and then we um went then we went out because we were, you know, we had some free time to go. So we just yeah. rollerbladed around and And I just used, I didn't, I wasn't even dressed up. I used like plastic glow in the dark teeth and just like (laughs) rollerbladed around and like, uh, like the vampire teeth and just went and grabbed, um, grabbed candy. But, uh, that was probably, when's the last year you remember going trick or treating? Well, what age? Um, Man.
1: uh, So let's put it this way. At 16, I went because my, uh, sophomore, History teacher told me that if he caught any of his students um, trick-or-treating at his house, um, they wouldn't get candy and they'd fail his class. Obviously, he can't really do that, but he just so happened to live in my neighborhood. Um, And so I was the kind of student that I went trick-or-treating specifically at his house. But, I mean, I also did the whole neighborhood at that point because why not? Um, But I hadn't done it before that since i was like 13 um and it was great because when i went to class the next day my history teacher was like well you know i'm happy to hear none of you showed up and i raised my hand and i was like i did your wife didn't tell you um (laughs) and it was great because i knew that he couldn't fail me nor would he um but yeah so that that yeah i was that kind of teenager at 16 um and I would still probably do that now. Um but yeah, aside from that, like thirteen. I was started watching horror movies on Halloween with my dad. Um uh you know, so that was kind of our, our thing for a little while. I also like I like to scare the little kids. Um that was something else that I did. Um but well.
0: I I just can't think the years that I didn't like um I didn't really, the years that I didn't really do that much, I can't, I don't, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying to think like the, like I think from basically that show in 2009 on was just <laughs> yeah. like, ran, just random occurrences. I think when I went, I watched the, the first, the first night premiere of The Walking Dead was on a Halloween night. So, I'd, yeah, so I, so I did. So I did that I watched that um didn't watch much of the walking dead um too much from from that from those uh, seasons on um I'm just it 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 just actually actually mind it's mind blowing to me that it still go I get it but cuz there's so much to it but there's but uh, just like it's mind blowing that as a show it's still freaking going a decade later.
1: Yeah, and, and now that there's spinoffs and stuff too. Um, yeah, for me, I, I got into that show a little bit when it started um, a couple of years ago. My wife and I tried to get back into it and we watched like four or five seasons. The hard part for me is I read, like, I read the graphic novel and I read pretty far into it, and so the things that they didn't take from it when they should have um or the things that they didn't or the things that they did take that they didn't need to um that really bothered me and so i just i couldn't get into it and then when they randomly just started killing off like half the main characters uh that pissed us off too so we stopped watching it then um yeah i still don't i still don't really get it to be honest but
0: No, it is what it is. I don't, it's just like, I just remember I went, so that was the, that was the first and only year they did, um, Zomcon. Yep. Um, in 2010, I went to that, um, big fuck. I think they did two years, maybe. I don't know, but I went, I went to the one year and it was a fucking rip off and you, you paid about, you know, somewhere around forty to fifty dollars to get in, and they wanted you to pay like so, like another extra like fifty, sixty to be to be in a like four-hour line to, to get something signed from George Romero.
1: Which I mean would be really cool, but also. I mean, but well, think about it. Like when people when people go to Comic Con, they spend hundreds of dollars to get autographs,
0: and that's cool. But like, they don't. It's just weird that they don't say that shit until you get there. No,
1: for sure, for sure. No, I I, I get that. Um, yeah, I. Yeah, I mean, the I, idea I, of ZomCon
0: was better yeah. better than the execution. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like
1: Seattle has Crypticon now, which is all like horror and sci-fi stuff and, and we've wanted to go the past
0: few years but just haven't um but yeah yeah I, that's all i remember like, like besides that like like i said halloween has has been i think i spent the last other halloweens before the kid like doing like this doing the halloween specials because i could um live on air because it was nice to just like be up in the Do something st- right well also but just be up in the studio i could lock myself away yeah. and be like far away from anybody doing other halloween stuff so that was that was always nice so because it's always like nerve-wracking going to these uh going into those neighborhoods with hella kids
1: yeah no uh, i i feel that
0: but uh that that's what you do when you when you when you want to make your kid happy. Um. So moving on, so we're gonna we'll get back to some more music. So I think I think the way we'll do this, we're not gonna have as heavily as a playlist as a a too much on our playlist since we're we've been a very podcasty yeah. and talk heavy. So oh for sure. Um. We'll kind of we we're kind of tossing it from from you to me, back to you, and then we'll probably end it with me. So the next the next one you talked about it earlier, um, and we I listened to it. Um, this is a side of uh, Deathwish Inc that I'm not is um, familiar with. Like obviously, when you think Deathwish Inc, you think metal and hardcore. You think something um, darker. It's the it's the record label that produced the band Cursed. It um, yeah. has so many. Uh, um more darker heavier chaotic stuff i believe um cult leader is on death wish as well oh, and cult leader. Uh, and i reminded me because somebody in this video has a um a, a cult leader shirt um yeah this is the first time i've listened to any Oathbreaker. i know bob from axe to grind this is one of his like he calls it a guilty pleasure for him because it's not it's not in the uh in the exact lane of what he, he would listen to if he was going to it for a, as a go-to death wish um, record. But I really, I really like what, what I heard, like, especially coming off of like uh, twitching tongues, you have, it's, it's definitely more, more metally, more like kind of eerie has those uh, more kind of, kind of creepy type O vibes. Um, this song, uh, I love. When I was looking at the comments for this song, somebody was like, "It's it's like Bjork in a black metal band," and is like incredible, is so wonderful, incredible juxtaposition. And I was like, "It's it really is like yeah. you." This reminds me. We talked a little bit of, um, before um, we started recording about uh, strangers and like so I like the whole kind of like creepy girl voice thing is is cool like yep. it reminds me of um uh the soundtrack of strangers with joanna Newsom. are you familiar yep. with her yeah like yep. like just the weird like i actually this is to be if i'm being honest this is better because it actually like i like the vocal tone where like it feels like when joanna Newsom's singing she's doing it specifically to fucking make you make you feel disgusted with that yeah. vo- with that voice but like this is like that but it's actually like a, a voice like like so like bjork like that i that i enjoy and like the end of this song is just uh <laughs> this is i think this is like uh what I would have thought of when I first just think of metal, because like, when you think of, when you think of metal, you think of like, just like when people first, you know, think of screaming before you like really listen, you think of people just like literally losing their fucking mind. Like, and and I think
1: that's what what I love about it.
0: Cause when you, when you hear other bands, like now that you like, you may have listened to, to bands like this for years and years. And like, so it's not, you, you know that it's not, it's not, not everybody is when they're doing their vocals, like, especially with like more modern metalcore there's a lot of control and a lot of people are kind of rein their shit in to make sure it's like some, yeah. and some people in some bands it's even polished, but like that's the idea of punk and hardcore. It's not supposed to ever be, fucking polished. And this is what I would think of, of like the end of this song is what I, what my mind is what I would think of, of of how someone would end a metal song after they're just fucking unhinged and pissed off.
1: For sure. It's, it really is. And, and I think, I think the thing that I love about it too, is that it really is a song that is both beautiful and eerie and creepy and heavy all at the same time. like, I I, that's what I absolutely love about it.
0: Absolutely. So this is a, this is a longer song, so we're going to get to that and then we'll kind of end it and talk about some, uh, we'll actually get to the, what I was going to get. We'll, we'll talk a little bit about like, uh, horror is when it comes to like punk and hardcore, we're going to talk a little bit about, um, we're going to talk a little bit about straight edge kegger, a little bit about, um, green room and just, uh, just talk about this very small window of niche genre of 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 the marriage of horror and um the punk scene so we'll be back you'll listen to dead air two hours of hardcore radio
1: Flower Chains Collective.
2: I felt like I was watching a dream I'd never wake up from.
1: DIY clothing you can't get anywhere else.
2: Now you have something to look forward to after you die.
0: Information at flowerchains.us to finish out the show you're listening to dead air two hours of hardcore radio this is the uh halloween sp- i don't know spooktacular I, I don't have a name for it i'm not i don't do that stuff anymore i'm like i don't try to i don't try to hype you up for for something you take it take it or fucking leave it we it's how ha- it's halloween time we're in the middle of a pandemic just try to uh, the w- world is a weird place just try to enjoy yourself if you like spooky shit spooky music this is this is that w- that's what we're doing right now um that's it. so we played uh like I said we played some oathbreaker and then we went into some more um deathwish music for more metal uh goth, hardcore goth adjacent if you want to if if you want to if you want to talk it that way um the thing about cult leader it's when you ray or um mj ever show me this band the the songs are always fucking different so i've never like oh, they words. they so pretty much every time that i uh Hear that I hear this band. I don't, I haven't listened to this band all the way through on any record ever. So this has always been a by request band um, for the show. So every time I hear I'm like, I'm, I'm always surprised. I don't, I don't have a, a complete like consensus of what, how I feel about this band. But when I'm showed a song, song I'm always like, this is interesting. I'm, I'm, I can't say that I'm down because I haven't given the entire vibe of this band a chance.
1: Well, and I think for me, you know, when MJ showed showed me cult leader, um, MJ was showing me uh, songs from lightless walk. And for the most, like that's a, that's a really solid, heavy album. Um, But then a patient man came out in 2018 and there's, the, the song that we just listened to they did a music video for and if you've watched it it is eerie it's creepy um it it hit a, a soft spot in my heart for all things like horror related um and i think that's why i ended up loving the song because the song fits the music video in that it's eerie right like you get that 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 almost like visceral feeling if you if you watch the music video with the song like of of like okay this is this is this is a little terrifying um but I I, I love it Colt Leaders such a, a a great band um and and Trevor like you said every they, there's a lot of variety in in what they do
0: yeah absolutely i have just um like I said I still this is a band I haven't given a full like chance because there are some stuff I like stuff I'm like hmm hmm. And yeah. it's not, not nothing that nothing, nothing bad, like nothing head turning or nothing I've been ever mad at. It's just like when you have something that has so many different um, sides to it, I, I, I feel bad giving, giving it, I don't want to give it a, I want to give the band a fair shake when they're so diverse. Oh, for sure. Um. So, mo- so moving on from that, um, see how, see what we're doing with, time so just to finish it off you know we we kind of went on some tangents about halloween we talked a little bit about um about your podcast and horror and true crime and just um i had friends who did a punk horror podcast and it was cool because it was like hardcore kids doing a complete like it's basically just like whor- it's it's punk kids doing a horror podcast, and you could tell like we talked about intent, and you could you could feel the intent. It sucks because yeah. I, I they were around about two years ago, and um there are some some of my long standing friends who like showed me a lot of um the early music that I started listening to, but they didn't make it. That they only I think they only did their thing for like two years. And, uh, uh, unfortunately, uh, I wasn't able to do a collab with them, which is one thing I did. So I'm very happy that, uh, you came on and we, fu- I finally get to do, um, a collab like this. Cause this is believe it or not, something that was on my list of things I wanted to, uh, to eventually do something, uh, a episode like this.
1: Yeah. And I, and you know, I think the cool thing is, and, and we're, we're going to touch on this now is like, the themes in metal and hardcore and and even just that those two genres, like those, those themes that often come up in horror movies, you know? Um, And, and, you know, it's, it's really cool because my love for horror and like my, my love for horror movies is so cool because I, I can often relate a band that I get, vibes from similar to the movie. Like, you know, when we talk about Oathbreaker and cult leader, you know, I think of the movie, the witch. Um, and if you were going to play that movie and turn the volume all the way down and put music over it, it would have to be something that kind of invokes that same feeling. And I think Oathbreaker does that for me. Um, or even like some crazy Norwegian black metal band, um, so yeah, I I, I love that that we get to do this and talk about music and movies, man. Like this is this is great.
0: So the first one up is, um, well, I want to talk a little bit about uh, a movie we both we both know, and then I'm going to talk about one that you aren't as familiar with, but one I wanted to follow up on, like a year yep. late a year later. So obviously the one that comes to mind always, um, which is more I would. I would count it more as a it's a thriller uh, more than a more than a horror yeah. but uh green War- green room is just such a well done movie um if you haven't checked out that movie please do it's like probably out of the genre of like of punk centered films this it's one of my like favorites of all time especially in this modern age they just do such a well job they they don't waste they don't they, it's a definitely a high budget movie for what they're doing, but I don't think they wasted yeah. a, wasted a cent on it. They got oh, for sure. great talent for that. Um, for the movie. Um, they did
1: uh, again, Patrick Stewart, Patrick right Stewart's in mean, it.
0: Not like fucking stupid, like fucking, uh, fucking Nazi war. Uh, they have in the, in the fucking, the, I love how they start off with, uh, doing uh dead kennedy's nazi punks um like i love i i love that little zinger because if you never if you don't know anything about punk and then you 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 watch that you get kind of confused but it's kind of cool that like that's like you find out that you're like it was it's cool because of the intent they get to that venue the this band this touring band they realize that they're at a fucking basically a white supremacist stronghold and then they're like, fuck you guys and they do that song and the moment they started playing like they obviously stood up and was like, Yeah but and everybody in that venue obviously if you're a punk you especially a Nazi punk, you fucking you know that you are fucking hated.
1: Yeah, for sure. And and you you also know that I mean Dead Kennedys. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I'm sure that you're not a fan of Dead Kennedys at that point either.
0: Oh hell no! Like you know, you know what's going. <laughs> you 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 know what's if you are that in if you are that committed to being a fucking like right wing punker, you are you're full on fucking screwdriver. Like you're not you sure. you you're not. I'm sure there's bands that you like, but you you're aware you're aware of what the majority of bands around you think of you. Um, if you're not 100%. self-aware, then I'm I completely don't understand. I don't, I don't. I'm like what 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 are you taking? Um, but overall, it's I thought it was um, just like very well done with like because I think uh I feel like like other punk films, like the one I'm going to talk about gets, you know, you get a little lost in the sauce, um, and and it loses identity. And then it, and then when the, and then when the initial like confrontation happens, when the person, um, when somebody actually like actually gets killed in the venue, it, it actually starts to become a fucking like thriller and horror movie. That's
1: when, when, when shit hits the fan, that's when, you know, like this is, it's becoming that movie. But I think that's, that's the thing that I love about it is it's not a super long movie. Um, in fact, uh, I'm going to double check the, the uh, time count for it. But um, the thing that I loved about it is that it didn't move slow and it didn't move too fast. Because um, that's, that's one thing that I, I, could, I, I would have to complain about about horror movies, specifically like right now is that the movies are either like three hours long and they feel three hours long. And for, the, for some of them, that, that's okay. Um, or they're an hour and a half and they feel like they're 35 minutes. Um, and the green room is an hour and 35 minutes. And I remember at one point, like looking at my wife and like, we were like, this is a long movie, but in, in not a bad way. And when I paused it, we were like 30 minutes in, but we were so invested in what was going on that like we were excited that there was still like another hour left um and that's i think that's really important and for a movie that is based around a punk band and like but you know i i think that's huge right like
0: um, it also wasn't like it wasn't poserish in any way like you can exactly. tell this is like it's nothing about this is like they had they had like the independent like dude who was doing an interview with the band for like a for, sure. for like a radio for like a college radio show they did everything was like pretty fucking legit like about yeah the whole for like from the whole thing and like they were very dedicated to the character development too which was like something that some films don't touch on for sure
1: and I mean exactly you know when they start spouting off bands and like in the interview and talking about the bands that they listen to and you know, at that point, it was like it's really cool that they know what they're talking about, at least enough to make you think like, okay, like you said, they're not posers, right? um And and then the moment that they're in the green room, they know that they're at you know white supremacist uh, stronghold, and they they're in the green room and they're like, you know what? Let's ju- let's just play this instead, and you don't know what they're gonna play, and then all of a sudden they go into Nazi punks, and you know. Um, covering the dead Kennedys and it was so good and just seeing their faces and and all of the white supremacists flipping them off. And, you know, again, it's one of those things that, that you can tell that they put in time and research.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But if you haven't checked out, um, green room, fucking check it out. It's been, it's, it's, been on, Netflix. it's on Netflix. God, I'm, I'm probably going to have to watch it again. I've watched it like two times the last couple of years and I want to fucking watch it again. Um, with our last minute, I want to talk about a movie that we I got to um interview the director Jason Zink uh I believe a year ago. Go to deadairhardcore radio.com for our archive um for our interview um with Jason Zink, the director of Straight Edge Kegger. Um the the it is a straight edge slasher film. Um just to give you an idea, it's it's basically like if you ever seen Edge of Quarrel, it's um basically like that as a horror movie. You have so you have a bunch of straight edge dudes that are just like very t- typical of what you would think, I guess, from the outside looking in. It's like the really bad stereotype of of dudes like crew dudes who beat up kids at shows. And like it starts out with a dude like dude was wearing like a freaking a Budweiser shirt and and the dude beat the straight edge juice beat the kid up and told the dude to take off his shirt and give it to him and so that so and one of the dudes in this crew after that confrontation looked at what they were doing. It was like, I don't think this is very cool what we're doing. So he starts hanging out with other people. He gets introduced to people who are not straight edge. Then he breaks edge and his crew gets mad at him and they show up, at they go to a party and then um, they take revenge in a horror movie slasher way, which is very interesting to say the least, but it's definitely in in hardcore. They have like full on hardcore shows. They record it. They did a, they they did they did a, a show specifically to film for uh that show and you you saw the quality it's for a low budget yeah. film this is not this is just an independent dude so the quality of the of the music and everything that th- that goes on the record is they top notch spared no expense the he stretched his penny like for this it's been ongoing for it took about 3 years for them to finally finish and get on to the indie film circuit last year
1: which i mean the fact that that they you know he was able to do that and and get it going and now you know now it's out i mean you're, you're totally right the quality um we have watched far worse movies and quality wise and thought they were amazing but like going through and watching the trailer the quality is amazing like i am i'm excited check um, it out it's it. finally it's out for
0: people finally out for people to actually listen to so I'm excited to uh for people to see it now it's very interesting come in with low expectations it's a punk film it's come in with an expectation of a slasher film that's what I would of any just just for fun <laughs> do not come in for come in. With the mindset this is an indie film, this is about the punk scene. This is for sure. This is not don't take it so serious or you're not gonna like it. Um I, I got say, to see in, it a couple in times. Films,
1: in slasher films, you have to come with low expectations or else you're gonna be disappointed with how cheesy it is.
0: And and I told most of my friends who I've watched it with to watch it like this, because the um when I got it last year, it was literally for me just to watch for myself for reviewing purposes because it wasn't out for yeah. for consumption but now it is so it's up for download it's uh i believe they have physical copies you can get DIY on the website so check that out um straight edge kegger also a review on deadairhardcoreradio.com. but we're about to we're about to uh hit our last couple minutes before we have to to say goodbye um first of all uh thank you so much Cody for hanging out with us um give us the last little just give us uh, the rundown and the info of your show real quick, just uh, where where to check it out, the name and everything.
1: Yeah, so uh, our the podcast is uh, the Nightmare Collective podcast. Uh, again, it's just three people who love things people have nightmares about. Uh, we talk about true crime and horror. You can find it on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, pretty much anywhere that you can listen to podcasts on. Um, uh, you can follow us on Twitter, uh, Instagram, and Facebook, um yeah trevor this has been awesome i'm glad that we finally got to do this and and talk about spooky things and and also uh kind of catch up
0: dude yeah it's been a very long time i think it's been a few years at least
1: I, I yeah for sure it it's it's been it's been a while it's I'm, been I'm i would say
0: this. it's been at least it's been at least three to four years if not five
1: i want to say it's been Honestly, 5 or 6 cuz I've been married 6 years and I don't know I don't know if I've seen you since I've been married. Um, it's
0: prop I'm I'm I won't I'm I wouldn't doubt it. But uh we yeah. got to we got to hit the uh we got to hit the last song for our playlist. Um next year next year I'll try to get some more songs in, but most of, none of these songs that we had are on the are on a playlist for for like horror or metal so uh hope you enjoy this is one um that i that i love um if you haven't checked out the banner from new jersey check it out they're definitely a darker hardcore band one of new jersey's finest um their record each breath haunted um is probably their their uh more like horror punk influenced um record from 2005 a very oh. I think an underrated record. Um, they have most of this band's discography is underrated in my opinion. Um, and most, and all of it is worth checking out. Um, definitely check out the banner if you haven't before, but we're going to end up with the first song off of each breath haunted titled devil Hawks. And, uh, that's it. Have a, have a very safe Halloween, um, out there in, uh, in COVID land. Um, you know, wash your hands. Um, Don't take candy from strangers and, uh, you know, stay home and don't be in, don't, don't, don't do the large group thing. Just be respectful and be safe and, uh, you know, have a good, have a good holiday. Yeah. Yeah. You're listening to Dead Air 2 Hours of Hardcore Radio. See you next week.